made me feel bad for losing to you in every tournament. Why? Because I lost to Pete Huffling? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I, do, he does play. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he played recently, but All right, he, play, guys, he played so... back in the day, like five years ago. He played. Welcome to the Scrubland Podcast. Uh, this week, All joining right. Casby, me, Burroughs, and Sale is Todd. Hi, Todd, Todd Creel. Todd Creel, he's a cool guy. Uh, just local Magic player. He just felt like drinking with us, and we were like, fuck it, come yeah, drink with us. Exactly. Good shit, Casby. Um, yeah. We had, uh, <laughs> you know, Chapin had called us and was like, hey guys, we want to Skype with you. And we were like, nah, man. Nah, Todd Creel. Yeah, nah, man, we, we don't do that Skype shit. I don't understand how Skype works. We don't. We don't need no pros on our fucking podcast. We got this shit on lockdown. <laughs> if you want to be on, if you want to be on the cast, you got to come local. It's not called a Skype cast. It's called a podcast. I'll write a book any day of the week for Magic, which is why we're <laughs> much better than Chapin's. <laughs> It'll have much more naked girls in it. Do we, do, yeah, so exactly. like, so Todd, you, you like you bought Chapin's book, right? Yeah, it's a really like, good book. Would you Would you consider it a real book, or because like he put it out on the internet? Yeah. But, you, right, but so did you buy a physical copy? Charles Lee had the physical copy. I borrowed it several times and read it a couple. Okay. Um, borrowed several times, <laughs> read <Yeah>. it a couple. <laughs> Most of the time, I just used it to break mud. Sometimes I just left it in the trunk of my car. <laughs> Something like that. You know, it, it, for the basic Magic player, maybe not. If you know the basics of the game, you got the just of it. Like, he really did write a book that was supposed to, like, bring you to a competitive level. It's more or less uh, theory is what it seems like. Uh, All right. You know, it's, it's his theory on the game. It's what he sees when he looks at the cards, when he's drafting and things. And it's also, a lot of it is from a different uh, different pros' standpoints as well. Uh, he talks about from Kibler a lot, uh, Finkel a lot, all the people he used to work with in the past. It's yeah. it's from their pr- perspective a lot of the times. That's cool. I, wait, I wait, wait, just, wait, 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 wait. Are you really doing a book review of Chapin's no, book? No, but mostly, mostly I was just curious if it, like, it was a real book because I knew they had physical copies, but like... You put something out as a PDF on the internet? That doesn't feel like a real book to me. It, I mean, if you can't get publishing, you can't get publishing. I mean, I, I got a movie trying to produce right now, but I don't have any bites on it except Dave Bakken. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, might, I might not have that, the A-list celebrities or anything, but it's a real movie. <laughs> I like how Todd's like, I've got this movie I'm trying to produce. It's like, yeah. really, what's that? Well, I got high the other day, and I came up with this idea. I'm going to have you talked about talked about this to anybody? If that that might matter, nah. nah. No. So no. I mean, this nah. is the it's most exposure I've Michael had Moore so far. Michael Moore was interesting, <laughs> but fuck that fat fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus. I don't know how many intro songs they're going to have to put on this podcast. Oh my god, no, no, there's a there's a pretty steadfast no shitty rap on the podcast. Oh, legit, legit rap? Okay, I could, I might be able to put legit rap on the podcast. I bet you're glad you're seeing it from my point of view now. 
So this is uh, episode number 67 of the Scrubland podcast. What? what? The 67 anything fancy? Oh, I thought you told me it was 69. That's the reason I wanted so. to get on this one. Oh, no. man. We, like, I know that you would plan this out in advance, but we put a lot of uh, work into each and every episode that we do. So, well, <laughs> well, detail uh, does, yeah, you know. Uh, so, so episode sixty-seven. We managed to miss a lot of episodes. Hey, this isn't the first episode I've been on. I've been through this song and dance before. Yeah. That's true. Okay. I was the quiet one last time around. Now but I've now I'm drinking. high. <laughs> but now I've been drinking, drinking a little bit. All over. Oh, Excellent. Fuck so, magic cards happened this weekend, right? Yeah, oh, we should talk so about magic, magic cards. Magic Thank cards. God. <laughs> is there just a big event all the time now? Yes. Is this is this the world we live in? Yeah, it's where, really fucking where cool. magic has just become this like mega. GP this land. like is, it's going to get to the point where they have to do it by seasons. Like you know, there's an off season, like you know, spring break, something like that. No magic cards. I mean, for like Nas- two months. NASCAR is eleven week, eleven months of of racing, and they take a month off. Right. Like, should magic just have a like some time to just rest no no that's the thing is like even these pros are like well there's so many events now like i just don't feel like going to this one so i don't want to in all fairness the way the new system is structured it is i mean if if your goal is to get three buys at any grand prix you can take a month off in between and still accomplish that it's not really that difficult right well i went from i went from zero buys i had one buy because of my previous season and i day twoed baltimore and i jumped from not having enough for one buy to having two buys, like, in one event. Like, I don't know. They, we were, they so, were talking about this. Right? I don't know if that's good or bad. I played in two PTQs and jumped up to two buys, like, almost immediately. Right. Like, I did pretty well in both of those events, but, I mean... Like, like this system just seems weird. Well, the thing is, people Buys have never been this way. People were complaining with Aaron Forsyth online about like, oh man, look at look at this. It's uh, people who are X two and one and day two like won't make top eight because mm, that's bit that's that's happened though. That's happened before. Well, it's like a lot more likely now, and like a lot of them didn't make it. It was like kind of a thing. This week, everyone was like, "What the fuck is?" Is up? it because of buys or because of the number of rounds? They well, played? it's because of the number. What they were they were saying is, incre- Kibler was like, "Increase the number of rounds," and Martin Juza was like, "Actually, just give away less buys." Because I mean, seriously, if, like over fifty percent of players in the U.S. are not playing round one. Right. I mean, in like that was, that's how it was in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, if that many people are just not playing at all. You probably do need to increase like, the number of rounds. Something and, that needs and, to like, happen. And they were making a big deal out of it in, uh, I think it was the modern event where they were like, because uh, it was uh, uh, Magnum Bronson, Bronson Magnum, who didn't have a buy to the event at all, and they were mm-hmm. like, when was the last time someone without a buy was even like even made the top eight? And it was it had been a number of years. Yeah, like they yeah. had to like look up this interesting statistic yeah. because. Like it was honestly, French GP no, no. if you guys are gonna make the top eight of a Grand Prix, you're gonna need buys. Like it just it, it is par for the course that everybody that's making the top eights has some buys because like your breakers over the course of this, like you're gonna need fi- the perfect yeah. breaker. It's just like, yeah, it's gonna be a 15 round tournament, and then so is is the sweet spot for a tournament 16? Because I played in some 16 round GPS and some 15 round GPS, and like I know it. There's like a standard number. I wish I had another round in play. Baltimore. But, yeah, like, I really wish that, like, in, in the case where it's not a clean break, that, yeah, like, I mean, like, at the very top, you kind of want that extra round. Baltimore yeah. was 17 rounds, and... It was 17? Yeah. No. 
Yeah. No. That's what it said. No. That's what they said. It was 16 rounds. Think they, they've uh, ever so run 16? a 17 rounder? Yeah. Because they had because they had 10 on day one, and then they were talking about they, they were maybe, talking about doing 10 on day one and six on day two. That, okay, that's to, what it was to, to cut down on time. But because of some issue, they ended up doing nine and seven. Like well, I've also ended up in situations where, especially at the sealed events, where you have to play extra rounds of sealed deck after round nine. Like because of the way they cut now with X and twos, all the X twos make it. So you make it to you make it to. Uh, uh, what is it? Seven and two, and it at round nine. Like you're like, wow, I made it, awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it's ten thirty at night, right? And they're like, hey, uh, round ten just got paired. You're like, I've been playing Magic all day, and now I have to go play round ten of the same seal deck. And a lot of players mentally with the same seal, like they've just checked out. They're like, I made day two. Why does this last round even matter? And they just check out mentally, and they don't play very well. And that, yeah. that's what happened to me the last time. I just I made a mistake in my very last round of my sealed deck, and I was, but like for the sealed events, there isn't another option, right? Like because of the way that draft pods have to break out, where you have you can only play three rounds of a draft pod. Right? I don't like why I don't know I don't even understand why they would do round one of day two on the first day. Is there uh, a reason for that? Well, like, you, I would, don't you would have it. to bring your sealed deck back to the event the second day, and right. like logistically, people will just. I guarantee somebody is just going to lose their deck. They just won't have it. Either that, or you just have to deck check every frigging person in the room. Like it would be, it would be very annoying. It's much easier to just set the tables up overnight and get the entire room situated for day two that way. And like, yeah, it sucks that you're gonna have to like your tournament started at ten, and you're gonna play your last round at ten thirty. So you're not getting out of there until probably midnight. Well, yeah, basically, and what then you have to is... come back at. Like sometimes nine or eight the next morning, like it it just it's very fatiguing. Like <laughs> I know, and for people that don't play Magic cards, if you listen to this podcast, like it's it's retarded to think about it like that. It's like <laughs> it's like Magic it's like yeah, it's like this, so. I don't know. There I there are some people that don't play cards. That listen to this cast, I, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, and, sorry, <laughs> I know, right? But like if like. You're just sitting there playing cards. It doesn't seem like something that should be that draining on like on you. Well, okay. an answer it, to Kaz, really Kazby's question is: if, if you have to have 16 rounds in a GP, and you be, you have to have uh, two uh, draft pods on day two plus a top eight draft, That's you actually have to have three rounds per draft pod because you can't play more than three rounds in a draft pod. So you're going ten rounds day one. And then three rounds a piece per draft draft pot in day two. Uh, okay, that, that makes sense. sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, there's something that is really awesome that I actually heard about. Um, good thing we don't have structured notes or anything because I'm just jumping to this topic. Do it. But there's going to be cube drafting on Moto. What I saw, I saw this today. Yeah, they Sick. are introducing dual lands and force of wills in these fourteen dollar drafts. Uh, John Davis sent me the list of the cards. You we have, absolutely have to play these, right? Uh, yeah. You would think the value is very, very high because of the way that this is structured. They're, Magic Online has introduced what's called Phantom Drafting, where you draft the deck and you get to play it, but you don't. those cards don't go into your collection. What? You, you don't own those then cards. Then why do I say $14? Yeah, I don't get it. Because those events will pay out Dark Ascension boosters. Are you sure? As, what? As their prize. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yep, absolutely. Uh, the first event will be at PAX, and then like three hours later, they're gonna bring it online, and Are it's, you gonna, sure? it's gonna go for about a week. 
and it, it is one weekend. And, it is yeah. five days over the weekend. So you like do Thursday you, through you end up per, like you purchase these cube packs and then you play in the cube draft and they're gonna take it. They're gonna bring it up for a certain number of time. For for a time, they're gonna get metrics about it, like what cards people really like drafting, everything, because all that stuff is in a database. And then, like, they're gonna take it down and bring it back. You know, whenever there's some other special thing like packs, which is which, like, on a Magic player's so, repertoire, isn't like particularly so special. So, do you get anything other than just the option to draft? Because, like, you get draft. You get Dark Ascension boosters if you win. From PAX, uh, you also get Best Buy gift certificates at PAX. I don't know what you're getting on Magic Online. I do know for a fact that those cards are not going into your account. So, I mean, there's, like, no... Like, in, like, regular drafts, you can draft for, like, Dark Ascension packs, but you get to keep the cards you draft. Yes. So what value is there in drafting? You get to play Uh, a force of The value is generally that these drafts are not 14 tickets. These They are. Are are, are they good drafts? Okay, because they've introduced Phantom drafts that are cheaper than that. That that like it's the whole point of them being that way. It was an it was an experiment, or I don't know if they still have them, but like there is, they've they've tried this before. I mean, it's hmm. still gonna be cool. I'm still probably gonna do a couple because it's fucking cube draft. Yeah, it's fucking Moto, awesome. But no, so um, I don't know. I was I was really excited when I heard about that. I was I mean I'm a little let down now because I don't get to keep cards, but it's still pretty exciting. I think that's a very cool idea of of um, wizards to do. Um, but you know. Yeah, I'm still going to draft it. It's still going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. It should be awesome. So, um, also, Tom Martell winning yes. Legacy with an awesome little oh, brew. Oh, man, so cool. Fucking playing Lingering Souls in Stoneblade. Yes. Like, just playing, like, a Stoneblade shell, like, three Jason Mind Sculptors, four uh, Stoneforge Mystics, like, a Batter Skull, a Jit. Yeah. And four lingering souls. Did you guys, Mize. Did you guys uh, actually watch the uh, Final Smash? No. So Canadian Threshold looks like a really freaking cool deck. Canadian Threshold has always been a cool deck. I'm really surprised yeah. Canadian Threshold was still a deck. Well, they like retwisted it with Delvers. It was really oh, cool. Also, my favorite beardy motherfucker top aided. Who? Caleb fucking Durward. Oh, Durward. Yeah, that guy's a bomb. Yeah. I, just, I forgot all about that. Fucking. What was he playing? He was also playing Canadian Threshold. Sex wasn't he? with a beard. <laughs> that man is walking sex with a beard. I think he was also playing Canadian Thresh. But uh he uh so did you like the fight in the finals match, uh there was just like a series of like I don't know what happened, but Tom Martell had like a brain aneurysm and like just stopped playing well. He had a brain aneurysm and then still won? Uh yeah, no, how <laughs> awkward. How That's awkward. pretty impressive. No, he shit. He just, like Elvis Presley shitting on the toilet and still winning GPs. In he loses game one like handily, and game two his only out is this board sweeper, and he has he like messes up four turns in a row where he just should have done other things, and it gets really awkward. And then uh, he's like, well, shit, last turn. All I get is this one draw. He draws it immediately and smashes. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Like, just Here it is. <laughs> played terribly, had one out, got it. Actually, I think it was two outs. I think he has two parachutes. Play bad, get rewarded. Is right. that a detail motto? Play bad, play get, bad rewarded. get rewarded. I mean, like, it's it's the most insulting thing you could possibly say to your opponent when you lose. Right. And, <laughs> and they still feel fine because they just whoop your ass. Yep. Right. You know what? <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, by the way, uh, mentioned all over Facebook. He was like, ah. mentioned all over Facebook. He was, he was like, 
Uh, I, I, I've been, I beat DC. I did win been, 04. Right. <laughs> I've been beat by better players. Blah, 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 I failed stuff. to win another match and ruined your tiebreaker so you wouldn't win any packs. So, joke's on you. Oh, <laughs> sucker, 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 sucker. Um, you did win packs. No. <coughs> you didn't win packs. No, mm-hmm. I had the absolute worst breakers. Uh, it was kind of funny. 44%. It was kind of funny. Well, well, when you have 44% breakers in any event, it's pretty demoralizing. <laughs> you know you've lost to some, you just real, got super some lucky. real idiots. You just got super lucky. Man, judging is like the sweetest gig ever, because I would have just hung out at the modern PTQ and just railbirded all day, but I got to railbird and sometimes say something interesting. <laughs> I bet you, Chris Burroughs, you've never said anything interesting in your life. <laughs> Shut the fuck all right, so in the spirit of no show notes, uh, I guess I just got to toot my own horn here, because nobody else is going to do it for me. Well, I was going to get pretty to sweet, it. Sam. I was going to get pretty to it. Pretty fucking sweet. We were going to talk about legacy first. We were going to talk nah. about relevant things. We don't yeah. talk about legacy. Like our yeah, we do now. Our favorite pros. Yeah, we know that that's... Like, our favorite beards. We, we talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, if only uh, Tom Martell had a beard, I'd oh, actually God. respect him. He needs a beard, doesn't he? Beard. Oh, dude, how, how sweet would it be if Kibler had a beard? Jeez. Kibler? Whoa. Could he even grow a beard? He Kibler? looks very big. Kibler first. got that prominent chin. You know, that strong chin. Like, he, if he grew a beard, it would take Do away take from it. Kibler could rock a chin strap. Hell no! He can, t- he can rock a stash. He can rock yeah. like, a, like a police he can stash. Rock like, rock like a creep stash. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thin little. The thing is, Brian, Ke- Brian Kibler, would, he, would, he would only be able to rock like an ironic hipster mustache. Like, like, he, like, like weird. Like, yeah, like regardless, like, like, like it doesn't matter what kind of mustache he grows. Like however he trims it, it's only gonna look like. This shitty, ironic hipster mustache. He's got. He's he has no other get choice. Eighties porno mustache. Like I can yeah. just imagine. Yeah, someone told me I look like a fat girl the other. Fat uh, Dave, Dave Grohl. Grohl the other I day. totally see that. Fat Dave Grohl. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yep. Oh, you look like a Mr. Miyagi <laughs> with hair. So if Dave Grohl and Mr. Miyagi had a baby together, and then he gained two hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave Grohl and Mr. Miyagi had a baby, and then that baby ate Dave Grohl and Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Chris yep. Cassidy is the result. That's what we have said before. That is the result. <laughs> you have one for you, man, who has eaten Foo Fighters and Daniel Sullivan. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Up their eyes in a church where a wedding has been. Lives in a dream, waits at the window, wearing a face that she keeps in a jar by the door. Who is it for? Sail real talk the uh, modern deck it's oh, fucking sweet so I wish I, I would have played it. So I know that I know that you guys like don't want to hear about it. No, no, anything. talk all about it because I'm I guess super it's not like a big deal because well, legacy is so important. About it. <laughs> oh my god! Talk all about it. Yeah, just a little bit. Talk a little bit. The oh, deck okay. Magma Jet's the best right. card. Ever. I mean, I'm gonna make you guys beg, but that's just oh, how I. That's just how I roll. Please talk to me about your modern deck. Oh, um, how many flyers did you have? As Chris Casby and I are want to do, we. 
he said multiple times when you understand a format like I do, you can just build a deck and you don't even have to play it. You don't even have to test it. You can just build a deck and know what the cards are good. Exactly. And they're going to they're going to perform their function admirably. Exactly. And so I uh I went I went on that that plan. I said, "You know what, Chris Casby, you're right. I know exactly I'm to pull my way to a top 8. <laughs> I know every I know everything that's good in modern. And so I'm going to design a deck to just crush Beat everything good in modern. Some very specific decks things. in modern. It probably will do very, very poor. Like I've played against people's standard decks and just gotten crushed. So <laughs> what your deck hilarious. do against Worm Coil Engine? Uh, um, watch. Nope, nope. I beat, <laughs> nope. I beat a Worm Coil Engine in this tournament. I cast a Rune Snag and it countered it. <gasps> um, what? That being said, Rune Snag was probably the worst card in the deck. So. <laughs> Uh, fair warning, guys. If you're looking at the list, uh, probably want to snag needs to be swapped. Probably want to change those rune snags for something else. A rune snag is a two mana counter spell. It's like the cutest shit ever, isn't it? It's it uh, it counters a spell. It counters a spell for two mana. They have to pay two, and but then they have to pay the, two for each. Rune and then snag. the next time you cast it, they pay two for each one in your yard as well. So the second time it's four, and the third time it's six. So it gets better over time. Yeah, except that so, first one you cast is uh, just a waste of two mana. <laughs> <laughs> Other except than that, it's except good. when it's not. Uh, that being said, the card is just bad. It's just it's a generally bad card. Uh, it happened to be the only counter spell that I had in my bag uh, when I got to except Roanoke. For those mana leaks? <laughs> no, I didn't have any mana leaks. I like I own none. Mana leaks were in the deck initially. No, they weren't. I never put them in the deck. So I I, I happen to not have any with me. And I was like, well, I'm at Star City Games. Like, they like, like a dollar a piece there? I'm like, I'm like at their distribution center. I could probably pick them up for 25 cents a piece. But, like, that's or just... you could be like, hey. No, that's just... Jared, hey, Jared, can I borrow four mana leaks? No. Nope. Like, yeah, here you go. That's just negative value all around. <laughs> so I happened to grab these rune snags as I was picking up cards for other people in the beginning of the day. And I was like, you know what? Nobody wanted to play them. I'm going to play them. Uh, the deck we're talking about right now is uh, Disruption Delver. Uh, <coughs> you named it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, because it really is Disruption Delver. It's very different than the other Delver decks that have emerged, which are the Blue-Red Delver and the Rug Delver. Uh, this deck is Grixis Colored. It plays Blightning and Inquisition of Kozilek, as well as Dark Confidant, uh, as its black spells, which uh, just <laughs> just work to build you an advantage it's it's essentially like a tempo deck right uh you're gonna make them discard a lot and you're gonna burn them out uh if if you're looking at the deck initially it it looks i i've gotten two reactions when people look at the deck on paper or or when i hand it to them they either go oh this deck looks sweet or they go what the fuck like yeah how do you how is this deck even playable and uh they're both right to be honest, <laughs> they're totally right. Uh, you can either them. completely fail or you can do really well. And it, it it's a deck that comes down to play skill. It comes down to knowing exactly like what your turns are supposed to be structured like. And in in general, you're a burn deck, but you're a burn deck that's not just playing like stupid red spells like Incinerate and Flames. How many times do you actually kill people with Sidraxis Specter? I need to know. With Sidraxis Spectre? Sidraxis uh, Spectre is a two of in the deck. It complements the four creeping tar pits. They kind of actually play the same role. Uh, a lot of times you would end up in a situation where you were going to activate a creeping tar pit and unearth a Sidraxis Spectre in the same turn and just get in for like six evasion or they wouldn't have enough blockers. Mm -hmm. So you get in for three evasion. And like I know that that doesn't sound... <laughs> 
They don't have enough like blockers this, for your creepy tar pits. I know, like it doesn't sound it doesn't sound the same, but like there there were. Is <laughs> anyone getting that? Uh, okay, like it, it, in a lot of situations, like if you really just need to get in for six, like you just put them both in the red zone and they have to deal with both of them at the same time. They have to have two removals. Yeah, like and, and I gotcha. So like yeah, like blockers is not the right term, but right. It, it really is like you just like you get to do all these things without putting any more cards into doing it. And well, so it's like it's like how many blightings were you playing? Three. You're playing three blightings. So it's like well like Sudraxis Spectre was like usually what was referred to as blightnings five through X. So if you played Sudraxis Spectre, it's because you were already playing four blightnings and whatever number of Sudraxis Spectres you were playing right. was Blightning X through whatever. Wait, because are like, we talking about like the, the Jundlis that you used to play no, Sudraxis Spectre? Uh, like there was Jundlis that were playing them, and then there was, uh, there was just the Vorxus Control the decks that were playing them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Like it's there just was, a two-for-one because... Oh, we're talking about the Cascade decks. <clears throat> well, it was like Bloodbraid Elf and Sudraxis Spectre. It was a block deck. Anyway, I'm not, I don't want to get into all that crap. Uh, but <laughs> he, he serves the same purpose because he's a two-for-one. Because you play him out, and they remove it with a spell or a creature block. And then you just earn earth it, swing, and they still discard. So it's like baby blightning. So yeah. the the thing is, he's the same size as a flip delver, which a lot of people are already able to deal with. Basically, I was playing it more as like this flip delver with value, uh, rather than this extra blightning. That that was really where he was coming from. I mean, it kind of um, does both things because if you like think he really just way. needed the evasion and the disruption, and like he kind of happened to be. He he kind of like hit the sweet spot. Well, then you speed. obviously should have played Wasp Lancer. <laughs> he just he hit the sweet he hit the sweet spot. Time. He hit the sweet spot of all the things that you wanted to do. Uh, funny so. story, Wasp Lancer is on Star City's buy list for five cents. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's, it's listed. So random. <laughs> Shadow War Wasp Lancer five cents. It's a three two with Wither. Yeah. Uh, no, it's no, a three, two, is a three two for that has, three hybrid, hybrid blue hybrid black blue black. It doesn't yeah. have Wither or Persist or no. anything. That's no. fine. It's just a 3-2 flyer. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. I mean, it's so, a fairy. So you did well, and you... How, what, I mean, what do you think about... Like, looking at, like... Oh, so I top-aided, Well, like, looking way. at, like, the other decks that have been doing well. Yeah. Look, it, at, look at the other decks that do well. Like, you really hate Emrakul. Like... I really been, hate Emrakul. You know, I, I, beat been, an, I beat an Emrakul deck in my win-and-in match for the top eight. It was uh, it was playing against Josh Cho, and he, like... Literally, my first turn was uh, turn one Black Leap Cliss pass. He made an Urzatron land. I knew he was on blue white, like like well, going into the match. He top aided the weekend and, before. Yeah, like, yeah. With the well, and that and like it's kind of a small room. Like I, I kind of had a feeling Tree I knew he was playing. Whatever, and yeah. so like I just lightning bolted him on the end of the turn. Like it's like lightning bolt your dome, and because that's where it's going anyways. Yeah, might as well make like, sure. I was right. like, I know that this bolt isn't going to do anything better than deal you three. So let's get that three in there and. Towards the end of the game, I had uh, bolted him again and then snapcastered a bolt at him. So on the turn that he was able to, like, end of turn, gifts on given an Iona, I had so much damage on the table that... It didn't matter. It just yeah, swung through. That, that I was able to just swing through, and then uh, that was the turn I snapcastered the bolt at him uh, to deal him the extra damage that killed him. So, like, I mean, it, it, like, you know, you deal nine with bolts, like... A deal you nine with two bolts. Did you do, did you do it in response to the Iona coming into the, play? Into the Iona That's pretty funny. Play, yeah, um, like I mean, well, because at that point he had tapped out all his mana to play the Umbrella, right? Sure. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, in response, snapcaster yeah. this bolt, bolt you, and then I have enough damage to swing through and kill you. Um, nice. And nice turn four. <laughs> so it's really weird, like when you like 
they're like modern's such an open format. Like there's like different like different mindsets about it. Like there's like weird like aggro decks, there's like weird zoo builds, you know, like a la you know, o- Owen Turtenwald. There's like Pyromancer's Ascension decks. They're bad. There's like Past in Flames weird decks, also like bad. Storm builds and stuff like that. Don't do that. They're not so There's bad, but they're bad. pretty bad. But I mean, like, and then you have people like Kibler when in the beginning of the season Doran. he was like all about Doran. But that's what he like, does at oh, the beginning of every like format that Doran's in. He plays it for the first tournament because it's just the rock with a bunch of discard. So like pretty just much. walking into he a gets new to play. Well, basically, he gets to play with Elspeth. He gets to play with Night right. of Reliquary, and he gets to play with the Inquisition. Here, here's, right. the, here's so. the real deal. Night of Reliquary in all formats. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> when only 57 players show up to a tournament and the card pool is as big as it is and the way Magic is right now, you don't get to see all the things that are possible because, like, some number of those people will be playing iterations on the same deck. Well, here's the deal. Like, like Affinity is very, very popular right now. And those stores, and, and, like, the blue-red decks that you keep mentioning, like, there's a bunch of different types of blue-red decks. Like, some of them Storm. But, like, they're all some kind of combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's why like Serum Visions is a two dollar. No, I mean I've right even seen like weird blue red Delver um, lists. Right, so like it's it's why like Serum Visions is two dollars because right. it's right. like this two dollar common because it happens to be the best. Well, it's, no, 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 it's not the best. It's what what's available. Right after well, they fucking raped you a ponder and preordain. Like, so who knew the yeah, ponder was the right. broken nuts well, that so doesn't like, even see play in standard? It's like, ridiculous. It's like, oh, yeah. Broken nuts and fucking modern. I chose I chose to play Magma Jet instead, which uh, I like. I like more. I can still understand where Serum Visions is good, and Serum Visions actually beat me. Serum Visions actually beat me in the top eight in conjunction with Core Firewalker because we got into these ground stalls where he had a Firewalker and had a creeping tar pit, and then he he would like rip a Serum Visions, and it would be completely insane. Whereas my Magma Jets that I ripped, where he had a Firewalker in play, was like pretty bad. Yeah. So, you know, what are you gonna do? Well, um, I, I ended yeah. up losing that one. It just it. I, I didn't play optimally, and I probably could have won that match, but it was a real slugfest. It would have taken a lot of work, and I I, I failed. I failed so, you. So you would, you would play no. this deck again? I really did. Um, I would play this deck again. I wouldn't play the Rune Snags. I'd probably make maybe a couple more changes, but uh, for the most part, like I like where the deck is at. I don't know if it's a long-term deck. And you know, brewers are gonna brew, and with it a format like hate. modern, the, this deck really only beats things like it, be, it beats Splinter Twin, it beats Affinity, it beats Maliripod, and it beats should be the living. Well, I, like, uh, ironically, uh, like like other Del- losses, it beats other Delver decks. Two so, losses were to Affinity, right? So like I've lost to Affinity a number of times. That being said, I still think it's a good matchup. <laughs> what? Um, even though in tournaments itself I haven't performed particularly well, I just haven't drawn my board cards. Like you get these Hercule recalls, and you're supposed to just win. I just can't draw Whenever them. Whenever you cast the Hercule no, you just can't. Draw. I, I can't I mean, draw I them. I mean, what does Hercule recall do? Like it buys you a turn. Every, you like, bounce all their creatures, and they're like untap. At least empty, a little empty bit slower. My hand. <laughs> like, they're actually a little slower than that. Like they have to cast a lot of their stuff now. So it definitely buys you at least two turns. And in a deck like this, if you make them pick up their whole board. They're they're gonna be hurting in a big. way. I mean, if they have a springleaf drum that you make them bounce, it's gonna get like you just play they're gonna recover really quick. But without, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I could I could play cards like that. Uh, but the fact it, that you can snapcaster Hercules Recall too is kind of sick. In any case, like the, the affinity deck is real. Uh, yeah, but you can't have enough red mana in the deck. As far as this Grixis deck goes, um, it's probably good for this season. Or at least for the next couple weeks until but, the the good deck like um, pries its head out. If 
if a really if if a deck well, like, that is if, if a deck, deck that like is not those problem. four decks emerges, does your deck have a problem with like Malira combo? Bad. Like it seems like that's probably a bad matchup. They nah. just have such resiliency, nope. and they play Kitchen Finks. Nah. Like they're playing four Kitchen Finks. That seems bad for you. That seems pretty bad. It's really not. You none of your guys care about that. You just race them. Like they all your guys so have so much life. All your guys have evasion. You don't ever kill it. Yeah, you just let it. You don't, so, like you don't ever is kill it. Bad for you. Martyr is very bad for you. You'll okay. lose. Okay. You'll, you'll straight up. You'll awful. straight up lose to Martyr. Yeah. Notice Martyr is not one of the decks I mentioned. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've never. I haven't really seen Martyr decks um, around though. Decks like, like Martyr or decks like uh, I. I somehow miraculously managed to beat Troll Worship in this tournament. <laughs> wow. I don't know how. Uh, he didn't. Did you play, counter the worship? No, he didn't play the worships in the main deck, so I was able to steal game one. <laughs> game two, I got absolutely rolled by a worship. Yeah, and that because like they get eight trolls and four worships. He was just like green white aggro. Right, and then in game three, he didn't draw the worship, and my one of consigned a dream in the board allowed me to outplay him because he activated a tree top village. I was able to put it back on top, and then. Yeah, no creatures through, for worship. Well, no, like, he had creatures, but, like, through some clever math and just, like, looking at the board and doing a lot of math uh, and working out every situation that could be possible with the Slow mana plan. he had and the creatures I, he had available, I was able to put him on a lethal clock that I was pretty sure he didn't have any way out of, and he didn't have any way out of it. So, I like, you know, good players will find their way to victory. <laughs> I, like I, I no, I, I, it, it sucks that I had to toot my own horn that way. And but then like, sometimes D-Sale will too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I had that consigned to dream, and that consigned to dream killed him. Look it up, folks. Uh, consigned to dream is it that new jam? Consigned to dream. I targeted his throne, and he didn't say anything. So. Whoops. <laughs> no, I'm messing though. with you, D-Sale. You're great. I'm glad that you top aided. Absolutely. I'm upset that you lost. Yeah, I felt um, like I could have won the whole thing. Um, I feel, like, Josh well, I feel Cho. like your matchup was probably bad. In the quarterfinals, you lost to white, a, red, blue, uh, Delver. yeah, American Delver, and it yeah. was just like red, white, blue playing Geists and Delvers and Spirit uh, Steplinkses, and Steplinks just seems like it does so much early damage, yeah. and then Geist just cleans up, hard to recover. You know, it was a really tough like, matchup. Did, did you have Isochrons up during that deck? No. Oh man, because I really liked the the version that uh, Ben Isger was running with uh, Isochron Scepter. And it was really cool. Apparently, Ice Conceptor is just awful. Yeah, it's just because it turns on everyone's like art, random artifact removal. A lot of people just have makes everyone's Ban Charm good, right? Uh, Ban Charm. You you would think that something like Ice Conceptor would be so good in this format, and it's really not. It's unfortunate. <laughs> like it, it really should be, and it's just. God, I love Isochron. I just want to. It kind of fills the same space as Ether Vial. Well, where it, people are like, "Wow, this Ether Vial should be." incredibly good look at all this value like and then you try to play a deck with either vial and you're like why can't i win you mean aether vial werewolves isn't a real thing are you crushing my dreams right now <laughs> I, I dream crusher did we talk about that no it's uh it was somebody else talking about game. that like yeah it's not actually that good i'm very <laughs> upset about that actually not that good <laughs> i don't right. i don't like either vial werewolves uh i would rather play something like the super janky Wizards deck from a long time ago. Uh, it was, how do you feel about Manaplasm? I mean, if you can, you Ether Vial a Manaplasm? Absolutely. Yeah. I like it more. <laughs> Ether Vial is not a cast, right? It just puts it into play. Correct. Mm -hmm. Then I don't like it as much. Oh, okay. No. What no. about Manaplasm with um, any of the Hideaway Lands? 
Casby, you just need the courage to play this Manaplasm deck. I gave, it to, I gave it to Player once to play an Extended back before Extended was modern. Right. And he got his hopes crushed. Oh, no. Like, he played, it was an eight man GPT, and he played against Josh Adams playing, like, a good deck. He was playing, uh, like, Noble Hierarch Hideaway Emmercall. Oh, yeah. So, um, which is an awesome deck, by the way. So, so Kenny cool. Mayer rocked to second place at the fucking Richmond GTQ. Yeah. But, um, he was just so defeated by it. He was just like, he just gave me back the deck and he was like, this is awful. And I was like, no. I mean, you didn't draw any of your removal. Like, and he was like, it's awful. He just looked so like I kicked him in the face <laughs> and raped his dog. Like, <laughs> raped his dog. Just looked like, you didn't oh, even kill geez. his cat. You raped his dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, um, let's go smoke cigarettes and come back and talk about standard. This sounds like a plan. All right. This is a thing I can get behind. I'm on board with that. I wasn't feeling okay I felt that space and time went back and forth and sideways I'm putting F5s all over the place I guess it knocked me sideways Oh, she made me go of the snack. <laughs> it's like a pinyin. Oh my god. Welcome back to the Scrubland Podcast, everybody. Here we are. We got the pog. We got the poggy. We got the nicotine. We, we are got here. The we got the nicotine. It's like we hit the we hit like the adult awful, pinata. This is awful. This is awful rap. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just Asian rap. It's Asian rap that doesn't make sense. I mean, like no, I know that J-pop? you do. You know any Korean words at all? I know. Apchagi means front I know, kick. I know mogoseo. Are you hungry? <laughs> yeah? yeah, yeah. That's a good one for you. That's Mugoseo. a good one for you. Mugoseo means there's nothing left. <laughs> Mugoseo? Uh huh. <laughs> nothing left? No, no, no more food for you. Is, is, is no? Mugoseo. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it's just no, like no. That's just that's all languages. No. I feel like I'm watching any anime prior. To like 1990. <laughs> Your eyes have never been squintier. Oh my god. Love god, this. You didn't see me in my stoner days. Jeez. Oh, Jesus. Oh my god. I looked like the Asianest Asian ever. Yeah. You, like you were always asleep. <laughs> no, I just, I would, I would, I would, you know, I'm kind of a joker. And uh, when I would joke when we were all high, like everyone would just like lose their shit. 
and I would laugh so hard <laughs> that my eyes were already like half open. That if I like laughed really hard, I was just like, I can't see. You look like if I'm blinding like, myself. If with King my Hippo, <laughs> if King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch Out had a baby with Brock from Pokemon, <laughs> that's what you are. Oh my God. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> I don't even know who Brock from Pokemon is. Oh, dude. (laughs) Oh, just so. Uh, In other news, Casby is really old. (laughs) What? (laughs) Junior. Junior for work came up to me today and he was just like, Casby, what's up, man? I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, Man, I just learned some shit about you. And I was like, Oh, fuck. Like, he's one of my bosses. He's one of my supervisors. I was like, Oh, shit, what? And he was like, Man, how old are you? <laughs> yo, man, that, I actually, yo, Cassie, that, that was me, dude. I accidentally spilled the beans about that at work. I was like, yeah, when I found out Casby was thirty, I tripped, dude. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh shit! Adulthood? No, 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 no. I pass no. on that shit. You gotta back it up. I'm going to Grand Prix National this weekend. It's a whole different game. I'm living. <laughs> You don't understand. So I'm, I'm get, get this. I'm passing on on Grand on Grand Prix at Nashville. Okay, this mm-hmm. weekend. Okay, because I'm going to Charleston to gamble with a bunch of my friends. Hell yeah! And I'm doing a wacky draft on Saturday <laughs> with Brian Brown because <laughs> it's his birthday. birthday, and we are going to draft <sighs> awful, awful like cards. Legion something. I don't even know. Are Legion. you opening packs? Yeah, yeah. no. We're we're it's just a wacky we're draft. buying three. We each just pick three packs. Hell? Whatever we can find. I think I have a mirrored and besieged like faction pack somewhere <laughs> yes, that I'm gonna use. Good Hell shit. Yeah. Like oh, probably man. go to Target and pick up like a prophecy pack. Like Excellent. <laughs> you just like go to the tr- you, you go to Target, you get the most ridiculous things. It's you get Oh my god. <laughs> you get proxy. Do you wanna cards. do you wanna share do you wanna share this this story? So so I'm I'm just chilling, I'm surfing the internet, and Casby and, and two buddies come by and they're like, Hey, we bought these what what were they? Like they were two like, dollar like blister like packs. Ten dollar? No, they were ten dollars, and they had like a bunch of cards, and it had like a seal, like one of those intro packs, like intro decks in there. Like mine had like the Galvanoth like intro pack from like <laughs> like Mirrored and Besieged, and like it had that, and it was still in its shrink wrap, and then it had like a bunch of just random cards and a, a booster pack. This so is like, re- this is recently. It's like yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah. So. I take, you know, I look at, you know, I take open the cards and I was like, oh, okay, foil Galvanoth on front, obviously. It's just the, the, the intro pack with Galvanoth in it. So I look at the other cards. It's just like some random dirtle cards, or whatever, just like crap from like fucking. It's not the intro yeah. deck you right. thought it would be. No, it was. The, the, no, no, the, the, what was in the pack, the sealed pack, there was that a portion of it that was the intro pack. Okay. But it came with like a booster that was M10. So I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, I opened the pack and I'm like, oh. And, like, nobody's, like, really paying attention to me. And they're like, what, what'd you get, Casby? And I was like, forest. Forest. What? Forest. The hell? Plains. Plains. So it's just 15 lands? Sacred Wolf. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it's got 15 cards in it, but I'm just like, it's like a sealed, like, M10 pack. It is a what? sealed pack but of it's cards. Like, it's got these random cards. Here's the best part. The token is one of like you know those little like advertisements on it. Yeah. But it has proxied on it in written in Sharpie, Vampire Knight W. What? <laughs> Vampire Knight W. Period. In Sharpie what? on the back of it. 
I was like, so confused. I don't know what to think. Was there was there a rare? <laughs> very upset, except that no, there was no rare. There was no rare in the pack. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and dude, lands, you got the, the rarest lands, of the rare, man. The it's a vampire night W, bro. Even M ten lands. <laughs> wow. They were just like there was like shards lands. There was like besieged lands. I was just like, I don't even. You know, I was I was to be upset, except I was like, just so I got amazed. a card that says vampire night W. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, the vampire Nightwalker. <laughs> <laughs> like, or we like, were trying to like, figure out, like, fuck? this is like a combination of three different vampire cards that you could be proxying. <laughs> right. This could be anything. I'm assuming that this is something from Wizards R&D, like, because you know that they, like, just proxy the shit out of everything they ever play. Right. Like, on, on advertiser cards. And then... Repackage them. I like. Yeah. I know. I mean, you know, I'm, shit happens. I don't know where these things came from, but uh, like, calls, Casby. They I, don't even I have send seen, us promo cards like, anymore. The conclusion is R and D repackages his fucking cards. Send it to it's Target. Like, Target was probably the right place to send that to. So, like, I've seen, I've seen like pictures in in Rosewater or Tom Appeal's articles that just they they proxied a uh, lightning bolt by just putting R and three. On a card, like those are the only things on it. It's just R three. This is a bolt. Like this is how we're proxying. We just need to get a deck going. Go 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 go. And you know, you like know, you th- know this I is think, how lightning bolts you know are. What I think is the funniest thing in the world is that like they just don't care about how new cards affect vintage. They're vintage, just like vintage, vintage is probably such a not. broken format. They're just like. You don't even care. Yeah, like whatever. Legacy, they, legacy, they do have to care about a little bit. Yeah, but vintage. It's like two major tournaments a year or something, right? Yeah. What what card is offending you? Nothing. I mean, I, I don't. It's just like, funny. I don't know okay. shit about legacy. Okay. What makes you think I know shit about vintage? Like, but I just think it's funny that just like they're just like I haven't heard anything ever about. They're just like, oh, this new card came out and broke vintage. Yeah. <laughs> like, huh? Like, oh, vintage is broken now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, standard stuff happened this weekend as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There was a Star City event in Memphis? Uh, Dallas. Dallas, actually. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. yeah. Cool. Um, so here's the thing. I was talking about detail with this the other day. Like, before, like, Wizards kind of went on this kick of just, like, pouring on Grand Prix. Like, you had high-level players showing up to Star City events. Right. And now well, the people who are winning... Last year. Well, the people who are winning this these things now are just nobodies. Yeah, that's the funniest thing. God, Which those... I kind of like, but at the same time, it's like taking away some of the cred that, right. that Star City has. There was this dude who won a draft open at Dallas. It looked like he probably punched all of his opponents to death. <laughs> <laughs> this dude has fucking arms that are bigger than my torso. Just I don't know. Huge. I mean, like you remember how we I made like we, red. We, we made fun of the we made fun of the, the gloves guy. Well, we made fun gloves of we guy, made yeah. fun of fingerless gloves, and we've made fun of the guy who just had Jody uh, yeah, tattooed on his Jody. forearms. Oh wait a minute! In and, all fairness, David Sharfman is awesome, and he won. David like he top aided. Oh, you mean Screech? Did he win? Yeah, he won Tampa, right? Yeah, man. A couple uh, weeks ago. Sure, Congrats. that sounds right. Dave Sharfman. Screech. Like, Dave Sharfman is Screech. pretty awesome. Yeah, Screech. He also, he, did he also... Did he top eight? Did he look like Screech? He looked like Screech while he did it, so... Yeah, well, he, has, he always looks like Screech. Okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Saved I'm, by the bell, you bastards. I'm just going to keep saying it. I hope that there, there is a... Isn't there, like, a Screech porno, like, David Sharfman's in? Ooh. Probably. 
Like stars as If you have to make your living as a B-list actor look-alike, that's pretty tough. So I'm not surprised he's making his living with magic cards as well. I mean, that right. kid probably is like making six figures, like sitting on his ass as what? a network administrator somewhere. Oh yeah, sure, <laughs> absolutely. And he's just bringing in extra money as a screech double. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, hey, you need me to screech on the weekends? Yeah, I can do that. Like, oh, you need me to like wear, <laughs> you need me to wear some suspenders and just like bust into the room? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, so yeah, like I think the Star City Games open series is like getting degraded. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, like, Ugh. it's it's fine it sucks. because it's 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 weird because it's like giving different, it's putting stratas in the Magic community, which I think is actually a good thing. Like, you can't expect everyone to go to the Grand Prix, to go to the Pro Tours, to go to things like that, and compete on that level. Mm -hmm. They need their own playground. So yeah. when you have, like, Grand Prix with, like, all the spikes and all the fucking top-level players and all the pros going, you have that level. And then you have, like, kind of, like, not to say, like, that people who are winning the Star City events aren't good. I'm just saying that they're playing in a much softer field. So, uh, like... Star City is also trying to up the prize rights. They're I, like doing cooler shit now. They're doing like weird stuff. I saw something like with like they were giving away like packs of like Arabian Nights. And, that's like, the that's what Grand Prix starts at Star Lake City or Star, Salt, Lake Salt Lake City, City which is what they're actually they're, they're running Salt Lake City. Okay, okay, yeah, that's what that is. Okay, but so I don't know. Like it's just like I think it's kind of cool because it's kind of giving it like almost like a feel of like the majors versus the minors. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of just. Giving people like perspective on their gameplay, like what should they go to? Like, yeah. okay, like oh well, you know, I really sh don't have a chance at Grand Prix. I'll play at this event, or you know, some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it kind do, of just. Do you feel like Grand Prix have kind of lost their uh, their dead money appeal? Because like a lot of Grand Prix that I've been to, it's just been like I actually only played three rounds in my day one, like. I mean, like, I went to Grand Prix DC, and I played uh, Jerry Thompson in round three and lost. I played uh, um, Stephen King in round nine and lost. And uh, I played some other, I don't know, I can't remember, some other pro and lost to him. So you, but lost, every, so you lost to good players and you're upset because you went to a Grand Prix and well, it's because no, 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 all, of my other, all of my other opponents were just dead. They were like, I might as well have just played they were play absolute, a brick wall. They were absolute dead money. They... It didn't matter what you were playing. You well, were that's the thing. Them. Even right. me, like, playing my awful deck, like, two of my losses, I went X5, and two of my losses were just me just being an idiot. Like, I was just like, I didn't mull a hand that was obviously a mull. Like, uh, that's <laughs> like, oh, I kept a hand of two lands and five drops. Yeah, I'm going to lose. <laughs> like, right. just, I'm an idiot. I should have mulled. And, like, you know, like, it's just, even the match, like, a, a number of the matches that I lost, it was probably three matches that I felt like I probably should have won, just based on, like, my what I felt like my matchup was, mm -hmm. and I just didn't, you know, mm -hmm. and, like, but, I mean, like, I never, like, some players, it was just, like, it was round, like, five, I think, and, like, my opponent was undefeated, and he was playing, like, mono-white humans, and we were talking, I was like, oh, where are you from, blah, blah, he's like, oh, I'm from, like, Delaware, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, man, and he was like... Yeah, I played this exact same deck last night at FNM, and I went 1-3 because I got a buy. And I was like, oh. And he's like, yeah, but I'm 4-0 today. And I was like, oh. Wow. Well, <laughs> so, sick. Yeah. So cool. now I crush you. Yeah, like, it was just, 
that wasn't even fair. Like I, that's how it is. It's like, but but I'm just saying, our GP is like still. They're just basically we're saying yes. they're still as bad. No, Grand, well, Pri- Grand, Grand Prix, Prix are just no. based on the size of them. Like they're just you're going to have that type of element to it. Gra- so Grand Prix people. Grand Prix are this. There's a strata to a Grand Prix where they you really do have to look at it as almost like two different events. Where day one of your Grand Prix, you want to have buys so you don't have to play against the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why the same people always make day two of a GP. Why, why like, you know who the pros are. Mm-hmm. Because those guys are always going to make day two. Because day one, day one is always easy. It's like this well-kept secret that nobody wants to talk about i don't know it's just like you make day two and you feel accomplished you feel like you actually got somewhere and with the way that they cut now with x and two you can get there but then on day two you have to start like really taking yourself seriously Mm -hmm. the guys who are there to win and there to like do really well at the gp they take day one very seriously as well so, like, yeah, you're going to run up against one or two sharks on your first day. And then on day two, you run up against a ton of sharks. Yeah, they're all. Because oh. that's, the, that's all that's left in the field. By like, the way. People that actually know how to play. By the way, Chapin is not a jokey guy. No. That guy <laughs> does not, like, like banter at all. Uh, he's like, he's, it was he's me, a pretty it was, serious guy. Okay, okay. So, in, like, round four. Three or four, okay? Okay. We misreported the previous match, okay? okay? So there was some, like, swapping around and stuff of stuff. Like, they're, like... Like, I was like, oh, I'm sitting here. Why is it so I have this many points? Went to go talk to the other guy. I was like, hey, man, can we go talk to the judges? We need to, like, figure this out. Yeah. So they pretty much just switched our opponents, okay? Uh, yeah. So I went to go sit at the new table, and I'm next to Holsworth, who's playing against Chapin. Okay. It's round four. That's what it is. Round sure. four after he just... This is his first round after coming back, because he had the three buys. Right. So... Um, I was like, "Hey, what's up, Holesworth?" He's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" I was like, "You know," and like they're like in the in their game, and like you know, like Chapin's like, "I'll play thing twice," and like Holesworth is like, "You would," like and I was just like, I just started busting on him. I was like, "You can't fucking troll Chapin, man! What the fuck? You played thing twice, blah blah." And like Chapin's just like stones, just like icy yeah. visage, just like, and I was just like the whole time I'm just like poking fun at them because it's like me and my like the way I I when I play cards, yeah. Like, if my opponent's not just a total douche, we're just having fun. Talkie, we're jokey, just, like, jokey, talking to yeah. each other. We're talking to our opponents on the, like next to us and stuff. Like, talking to, like, people around us. Like, we're just having fun. Like, and, dude, Chapin was just, like... Not down for that. <laughs> just not enjoying it. And I was, I, and I could tell, so I kept on doing it. Of course. But, <laughs> Chapin is, like, and, like, after Chapin, like, beats up game one, I was like, dude, you should have seen his head. He didn't even have to play his red because... You know, he plays Grixis, and at that tournament he was playing blue-black. But it, right. Know, but he was just like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, Chapin, before the tournament even started, we were sitting outside. He was walking back and forth and looked like he was stressed as shit. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you stressed about? You got three-round buys. We're about to start round one. Yeah. You can go to sleep. This dude's walking around, like, scratching his chest. <laughs> do, you scratching think, his neck. do you think that he could have possibly gone to sleep? Because uh, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> no. I mean, true, true, true. Same, same, <laughs> same thing in Dallas when I saw him at Dallas. You remember when he had the uh, mohawk? Yeah, he looked like he was. Uh, that was like it was like one of his goofy banter moments. But I mean, he's like he still wasn't even talking to most people. Well, no, Ch- Chapin, like, no, no knocks at you, Chapin. Love like, your book, bro. I mean, it's a really good book, dude. Yeah. But 
you know, you need to chill out. He's having like when he's doing like interviews and when he's like talking with people, he seems like he's having a good time. Right. And so I was like, oh, okay, I can just like fucking yeah. troll, troll fucking chafing and we're going to have a good time. It's going right. to be whatever. And he was just like, See, he gets all ragey. I've sat next to him at like like three or four events, uh, and he just like gets like super ragey about shit. Like I don't know. One time this judge came over, and I don't know. I thought he was like like, whatever he was in a tournament because he was like shaking a lot, and I think it's just him. It's just him. Like just years and years of drug abuse, but. um, (laughs) 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 But like it was just like it was like I don't know. Like it was just like I'm not trying to put you on tilt, man. I'm just fucking around, right? He was just like so in like a zone. I was just yeah. like, yikes! I mean, I mean, yeah. He just gets really serious at tournaments. I've been pushing that for so long now. All right, I've read Bobby. Uh, our friend Bobby Hill, Brad over here, that everyone calls Bobby Hill. Uh, he's over here playing Doom in the corner, okay? Yeah. Todd Creel, okay, all of us, everyone in the room except for D-Sale went to Baltimore, okay? Yep. Brad took black-white tokens, right, okay? Before we go any further, Brad, for the record, has only been playing about six months, would y'all say? Six yeah, months, about that like long. He's, uh, and Brad, you're my boy. He's pretty bad at the game. He he makes some, <laughs> this is this is round six Grand Prix uh, Grand Prix Baltimore round six. We're standing over Brad watching the end of his match, and uh, he goes in end turn step. In, in step. I'll go ahead and flash back uh, lingering souls. Wait, that's a sorcery. <laughs> this is round six for, again. Grand Prix. No, for the record. For the record. (laughs) For the record. Brad was in contention for day two. Exactly. Brad ends up finishing six and three. (laughs) (laughs) Round six. This man is, uh, what, three and two? Ended up four and two at the end of that match. Yeah. And he's playing this black-white tokens deck. At that point, I decide, you you know, people are really sleeping on this deck. When somebody is bad, I mean that in the best way possible. Because <laughs> Brad is is almost day two and get a grand well, prix with this deck. This, this is a deck wow, people yeah. need to go ahead and look a little more in depth into. God, right? how much better would that deck be if you could play Lingering Souls and Instance? Mm. Boom, just Boom. strict upgraded minion. other deck I want to talk about. Uh, have you guys seen this Junk Walkers thing? It's freaking <laughs> ridiculous. What is Junk Walkers? I, I assume it's green, white, black. Yeah, it's, it's 15 Planeswalkers is what it is. 15 freaking Planeswalkers. It's got uh, Elspeth, Sorens, Garrick Relentless, Gideon Jura, Karn Limiter, Liberated, and yeah, like Liliana. But the so thing is, just, like, it's it's every every Planeswalker that makes dudes. So you jam as and many planeswalkers into your yeah, deck as except, possible. I guess except for Liliana the other Garrick, but you you're playing relentless. So you I mean, really need each it. Garrick makes dudes. Yeah, yeah. One of them's two twos, but so yeah. it basically uses the same linear as uh, Sarani's been advocating for a while, which is use lingering souls to protect your planeswalkers because this just buys you so much time against. It's pretty much just like aggro decks. Well, I don't know. Sarani wasn't really on it, but someone else got him onto it. But like yeah, yeah I, I I agree. The thing is, he was he's all about like the because he's the tap out king. He's just trying to play like Esper tap out. I just happen to have planeswalkers and be able to protect them. But like this is just it's just like 
value dudes is like you might as well just have called it value dudes it's like all of these value town value town baby um it gets the party going uh so i don't know man like uh elspeth is way cool in this deck because you make all these tokens with your planeswalkers and, and you're like boom yeah i heard elspeth <laughs> blowing up all of your own planeswalkers it's, it's like so the nuts cool play. it's so cool right <laughs> hey man you just let them kill all the other planeswalkers because you're like value town <laughs> i don't know they never go for elspeth right Jeez. no no no. You check out the the worst anti center or non-combo nambo there is is you're like beast within oh i also get to ultimate this else <laughs> your token lives no obviously you're just like i'll blow up elspeth psych i'm gonna kill my own karn with this beast within right. so i get this right right uh how about this uh cutest interaction in the deck tezzeret's gambit boom tezzeret's gambit so fucking cool right? really dumb uh, proliferate it should probably just be like that Grim Affliction. Yeah, I don't think so. But <laughs> uh, Grim Affliction does not draw cards. No. But uh, I don't know. Way cool. Way cool in my opinion. I, I was super psyched about this thing, but it looks like crap. So worst deck of the week. Forever. <laughs> worst deck of the week. Forever. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a really bad deck. So. It looks so cool, but I it's mean, probably really bad. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it, yeah. I mean... Um, as, as a guy who just really likes playing Planeswalkers, I'm on board. Yeah. Throw some Tumble Magnets and it's set, dude. <laughs> <Throw> <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Throw some Tumble Magnets, maybe some Tezzerets. Right. We got a plan. Done right. deal. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, so cool. beer of the week. Yes, let's do this. <laughs> so what is what is this uh, beer of the week, bro? Here? Oh, God. So we have, do have a beer of the week this week. Uh, and it's not Bud Light Platinum. Oh, thank. <laughs> Imagine oh. that! Oh my God, Todd! I know you. I know you've been dying the entire podcast to talk about Blood Light Platinum. Blood Light, still good. like I like you guys, the ice, but yeah, whatever. Can we just not pronounce this without blood? It's just it's awesome thinking about Blood Light Platinum. <laughs> What's your favorite beer? I mean, it's obviously Milwaukee's best ice, <laughs> the beast. I mean, Steel Reserves, okay. Ob eight hundred. I need to feature that next week. <laughs> there is. Have you ever had Evil Eye? No. I have not. It's a 40. It's called High, high Gravity Lager. And it's, it's, evil called, eye. it's got an Evil Eye on it. And it tastes like death and bad decisions. It tastes like piss run through shit. It's awful. It is the worst thing in the world. Oh, yeah. But I bought it Hell because yeah. it said like. 10.9% alcohol. Oh, wow. so you bought it because Hell it said yeah. 99 cents. <laughs> yeah, right. Hell yeah. You know, I bought it because it said, oh, that's a lot of alcohol for something that costs $2. And, um, man, that was oh, awful. It was a bad just decision. The just the worst. Worst bad game of decision. Edward 40 hands no, no. I've ever I, played. I went, through, I went through a Wild Irish Rose phase. And anyone who has ever had Wild <laughs> Irish Rose wild knows how bad that is. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. And this was far worse Jeez, I can't imagine. If you if you consider yourself a fan of this, you might want to reconsider your lifestyle choices. Uh, <laughs> Decisions be need to be made. Decisions need to be made. Uh, what we actually have here is called the Star Island Single. It is by uh, the Smutty Nose Brewing Company. We've had their beers before. Uh, yeah. We've had, we've had a couple Smutty Noses before. Uh, this is a extremely beery run-of-the-mill tasting beer and you know what that's what? not a bad thing that is not a bad thing if you are drinking a beer and you expect it to taste like it a beer like hops it 
here, try it. Uh, it actually, it, it really does just taste like any beer you expect to taste like. And it's just the most run of the mill, nothing special. And you know what? I like that. I like the fact that it doesn't have the cheap beer. Like, it doesn't taste cheap. It just tastes like beer. And when you go and get a bunch of beers in cans, or you get the Miller Lights or the the Bud Lights in cans or in bottles even, they tend to have a taste that just is, like, kind of... Like, it just tastes a little bit cheap. This tastes one notch above the cheap flavor that you get from light beers. I thought you were an idiot when you said it tastes very beery, and then I tasted it, and I'm like, I can't think of a better way to describe that. Absolutely. (laughs) It actually just tastes like a beer that's not cheap. It just tastes like a beer that you spent a dollar more for so that you could get a not cheap tasting beer. And, (laughs) you know, it's it's just slightly more smooth. So, thanks, Starline Single. You have a picture of Half naked. A mermaid. No, she's not even half naked. Actually, most of her body is fins. Covered in scales. It is uh, a whole bunch of fins (laughs) and scales. She also has huge hair. Yeah. I mean, she's a mermaid. (laughs) Mermaids have long hair. (laughs) No, it's not even like that. It's like she's like poofy. I I like that she's pretending to drink the Star Island single out of this like chalice. This, like this wicked awesome like flavor play it, it does cup. it this does kind of look like it is it, <laughs> it kind of so looks excellent. like it is a uh, like a arts and crafts type thing that she built in the sea right and yeah she used a bunch of shells to cross the edge of this stupid thing I mean, come on bitch you're not fooling anybody this is your kindergarten art project I don't it doesn't even look like you drank a beer in your life <laughs> you know how many calories are in beer this is bad for you. Come on, she come on, lady. A lot, dude. She swims all the time. Swims I mean, like swimming. Swimming is really, really athletic. It really and, is. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, you always know how much of a workout you got when you try and get out of the water, and you're just like, you yes. feel like lead. All right, guys, this is it. <laughs> uh, Scrubland Podcast at gmail.com If you want to talk to us, uh, Scrubland at Scrublandcast on Twitter, Scrubland Podcast on Facebook, and. Uh, my personal phone number is. I'm cutting out. At Scrublandcast for Twitter. For Unless Twitter. Hannah, I said that already. Unless Hannah the card alter wants my number, then she can have my number. <laughs> We're not going to give some random give, girl yeah. your phone number. That's No, that's not Hannah, true. I'm going to do that. Just put your personal number on the podcast? Yeah. DM. Do you want to? Do you want her to text you? I mean, she will. She'll sext you. She'll sext you. I'm an artist too. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, we can do art. Do you guys want to do a collab? Can I do art with your body? Mm. I just want her to paint. Do you want to eat naked sushi off her body? Oh, all right. Well, we're gonna try to set. We're gonna try to set that up. We're gonna try to set that up. Uh, sorry, listener shit. You're gonna wait till next week, or maybe even longer, because we hate you. Goodbye. Worst ending to a show.